Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How about those Texas Rangers World Series champions? Yeah. Very impressive. Yes. Pretty exciting. Come on now. Mm -hmm. How many years has it been since we made it to the playoffs or the the world championship title playoffs? That was 2011. 2011. And this is the first time. First time they've ever won. Yep. World Series champions. Yeah. It was down, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it down to the last out? Didn't a ball do a Jose Canseco off the Texas Ranger right fielder, Nelson Cruz? St. Louis hit a ball, went off his head, and then bounced over for a home run. And it was down to like two outs in 2011. Oh, yeah. Do you guys oh, remember that? I don't remember uh, vaguely. That exactly. But you could be right. Uh, yeah. But I think they were down to the last. I mean, you know, Texas Ranger fans have had their hearts just ripped out, you know, mm-hmm. for years. And to have something like that happen back then with a fairly good team. They had a good hitting team back yeah. then and good pitchers. Um, yeah, for them to make it over into the promised land was pretty special. That's yeah. amazing. Did I Absolutely. get to tell y'all I got to go? I saw that, yeah. Did we talk what? about that? No, I saw it on Instagram and Facebook. That's cool. Yeah, that's wild. How was the environment? Euphoric. I bet. I bet yeah. Meredith and I got invited um, by a friend of ours to go to the Friday night game, which was, I think, the best game, not just within the series, because obviously we won and mm-hmm. we were down. We had to come back to tight and then uh, extra innings, and then that Garcia was, hits the winning home run. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Almost fought a guy over a ball. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It, it landed close to us. Cool. Uh, other than a right hook, I wouldn't. I would have got it. So, <laughs> but it was it was a bucket list thing. Just going mm-hmm. to the World Series in general. Yeah, not many people ever get to do that. But it being your home team in the World Series and the winning comeback, it's like a trifecta. That was that was a heck of a game. Yeah, we, uh, you know, being superstitious baseball players. Um, and my wife now, uh, by association, is a superstitious baseball player. Yeah. Um, I am too. The moment that we tied it up, I, we we both kind of looked at each other and and had that nod of agreement, like we have to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. So I stood behind the couch with my headphones <laughs> on the entire rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened in my house too. Will invited the same group of friends over. Yeah. And they had to have the same routine. Tanya would make everybody snacks, and Will would have a group of guys upstairs just hollering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good time. I thought it, it, so. We were we were commenting on this earlier, and I thought I think for except for one game a piece, uh, both teams played really really well. Um, it was it was good baseball to watch. Um, yeah, the, game two kind of threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough one for us. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Diamondbacks had a had a pretty bad game. Um, when last Wednesday, yeah, on Wednesday, but then man, they battled it out at the end. Um, yeah, I was so impressed with their fans that they could be down eleven to one, and their fans just never stopped hooping in a hall room with smiles on their faces. And I, I kind of got to blame their fans a little bit for the Diamondbacks coming back from that big of a deficit. Yeah, 
Hey, can we get a pool out in our stadium? You see they had a pool. I know. That was awesome. Why don't we do that? Come on now. That dude just <laughs> Hot tub. Yeah. I didn't know that in the cameraman panda, uh, this girl in a swimsuit, and I was like, I didn't see the pool yet. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I guess you what? just go to the games in your swimsuits. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, they have a pool there? I was like, and a hot tub? That's yeah. pretty awesome. That's not fair. Did you see that one guy just jump right in after a home run? Yeah. That was hysterical. <laughs> One of the commentators was saying that was the play of the game. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of commentators, the guy doing the uh, broadcast at the game, the first game, which was Friday that we were present at, said that out of the 41 years of broadcasting uh, sports games, World Series, etc., this was the best game of his life. Mm. Really? Yep. It's got to be. It was good ball. So I take that and put some weight to my experience of it. The last, uh, the last commentator remark I will, I will make, and I'm, you know, you guys know me. I'm, I'm not about body shaming or anything like that. Uh-huh. Did you see the size of a Rod's ears? Uh. Those things would look would look big on an elephant. Yeah, I mean, it was. I didn't. I. I didn't notice it until like it was the the group shot of the four yeah. of them there, mm-hmm. and I noticed that per like square inch, his ears were larger than all three of the other guys combined on just one ear. It's picking up satellite frequencies. Yeah, like man, how to get those things under a batting helmet? For real though, yeah. uh, it was just how how do you yeah how do you fit those anywhere? <laughs> Does his head get heavy with those things? Maybe. Does I don't the think wind it. slow him down? Does he have a, a Does he have a lot less of a flying bill because he can get there himself? <laughs> I don't think Gerard's coming on anytime soon now. No. Shoot. Yeah. Man, that was. I just I had never noticed that before, and that was that was shocking to me. I know. That's Speaking funny. of sports and to bring down the room, Cowboys. Oh, man. Uh-oh. And their neighbors had a rough night last night. But, you know, they were kind of in the game until the end. I mean, to to have the ball with, you know, a minute or so left and being your own, deep in your own territory, and then you end up with first down, you know, in the red zone. And then you get no back. Sc- no score. And back. Yeah. And back. Yeah. That, that's, they play well for, you know, 55 minutes and then five minutes of, ugh. When it counts. Had that one back. When it counts. Exactly. Yeah. But it was cool. the Eagles. Like, that's another thing. We'll see them again. I know. We'll see them again. Uh, that was very disappointing. But and not, I wasn't crying last night. Yeah. That's all right. Mm. So, But a lot of other teams are falling. <clears throat> Yeah, it's Remember San Francisco. They've kind of taken a step back. They started out great, yeah. and then just yeah. they're on the downslope of the coaster right Kansas now. Kansas City just doesn't look that strong to me. I mean, they look strong, but not like they're normal. They just need to shake it off. Yeah, right. You get that? Shake yeah. it off. Shake it off? Come on now. <laughs> and Miami? Miami's taking a step back? I know. We'll see. We'll see how Philadelphia does in the next couple of games. All right. Real estate. How are we looking? And these numbers are pretty interesting. So, you know, we're going into the fall and early winter time of year. So it's not usually a lot of activity traditionally. Um, brand new listings are down 9% from a little over 2,800 last week to uh, just under 2,600. So still healthy, not too bad. 
As far as price decreases, uh, those are starting to go down a little bit too. So 2% uh, decrease from about 3800 to 3700 And boy, as far as what's closed and it's pending, it's just dead even. So 3800 um, You know, we're still getting, getting houses closed. I've got a closing this week. I've got still got a listing. Yeah, super happy that, uh, that we're getting to the finish line on that one. That's a that's felt good for me personally and professionally to 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 bring that one home. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've still got a listing out there that uh, that we're still getting showings. We're still getting comments. Um, I'm calling other agents asking for deeper feedback. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not the house, what can we do to make it the house? So I'm really mm-hmm. actively trying to get this thing across the goal line before the end of the year as well. Yeah. Nice. So market's doing pretty good, but I still think interest rates are, are slowing us down some, you know, not just inventory. I think it's interest rates too. What do we look like? Bobby? Yeah. The, the rates have come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're 7.79. Mm. So we've gotten back below 8%, which is great news, mm-hmm. but we're still pretty high up there. Yeah. I think a couple of weeks ago I had a closing and I think they, they closed at 7.6%. So nice. You know, it's okay. It's, yeah. It'll come down next year, hopefully. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Before we get into some more real estate talk, holidays are coming up. They sure are. Turkey, turkey, Thanksgiving. I just want to uh, pause it right there and just give my sincere appreciation for you not just going directly into Christmas like all the grocery stores. Oh, man. No, I, I honor every holiday for what it is. Yes. It's not fair. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is a great holiday. I know. It it's, is. You've got to enjoy the pumpkin things of life while you can. Mm-hmm. The, you the, don't just skip straight to the wintergreen. Yeah. Got to have the pumpkin. That's right. And then it's followed by the wintergreen. That's right. I know in Texas we have two weeks of fall weather, but we've got to enjoy <laughs> every single minute of those two weeks. I'm telling you. That's true. So, thanks, so Thanksgiving... Everyone is always opinionated about food. Mm-hmm. So I'll go second or last, not picky. So when y'all go first, tell me your top three favorite food items during Thanksgiving. Oh man, I've my family is not the traditional Thanksgiving. Don't tell me you do Mexican. No. Okay. It's like you do Mexican food. No. We're skipping you. Here the here these last few years, it's been a small affair just due to timing. Because mm-hmm. Thanksgiving to us means getting up early and doing an eight-mile run downtown. Uh, we do the Dallas Turkey Trot, try nice. to do it every year. That's way we have room for all that food this afternoon. So we'll, in the afternoon. So we'll go do the Turkey Trot, you know, with 40,000 other people. It's crazy, but eventually you get to run. Yeah. And then um, we come home, we watch the Westminster Dog Show. That's always fun. Suki always wants to see who's going to win that. <laughs> and then... We roll into the Detroit Lions game. Mm. And then 3.30, we roll into the Cowboy game. That's right. So that puts Thanksgiving for us a little later in the day. Mm-hmm. So since not a lot of family members like to eat late in the day, they like to eat kind of when the Cowboys are playing. Um, Tanya, these last few years, has made steak and garlic mashed potatoes. Ooh. You can't and, go wrong with those items. And... and um, I don't know the seasoning, but she makes these green beans that are just to die for. Mm. So we are red meat eaters 
uh, fine wine, you know, we'll get a, a $30 bottle of wine, you know, splurge a little bit and, and have it. And um, so steak, garlic, mashed potatoes. I'm not a big dessert guy, but I would say the next thing I like is is probably um, this homemade macaroni and cheese that she does. She oh. takes these big shells and she puts three different kinds of cheeses in there, crumbles up some crackers. And, All right, oh we're going gosh. to Tanya and Wilson's house. Oh my, I'll, have yeah. to, I'll have to bring you a little Tupperware bowl full of it. So a little, little. Don't, don't discriminate. Come on <laughs> yeah. now. They make the big family-sized portions. Don't, don't be coming in here with a, right. a one-bite Tupperware. All right. We'll send you the big ones. Yeah. All right. We'll At least we can up. do. We'll get that done. So those are my three. How about y'all? Very nice. Bobby? So um, we've got uh, – I, f- I feel like we usually do a bit more of the traditional. Um, uh, we've only done turkey the last few years because Leslie's company gives a turkey uh, – they'll give everyone in the company a, a frozen turkey mm-hmm. should you want it. And so they always uh, opt for that. But the thing is um, Leslie works there. Her mom works there and her dad works there. So they get three turkeys every year. Oh, wow. So we've been taking some of those turkeys. Okay. Um, and uh, so we've finally been having turkey uh, at Thanksgiving's again. My grandfather used to smoke uh, smoke ham, and he uh, and he was great at it. It was still tender and mm. wasn't, like, overly salty or anything like that. But we really dig the... Um, uh, uh, we, we've got a guy who makes mac and cheese. Liz's brother uh, nice. and his kids makes a mac and cheese that is gargantuan and probably is, you know, just the most fattening thing in the world, but we all eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Um, my mom will make uh, like a... Stuffing? Yeah, stuffing. Um, and it's just... It always comes out super moist and just kind of perfect. It's, you put a little bit of cornbread uh, mixed in there, and it's mm-hmm. really good. And green beans as well. Nice. And then for the dessert, uh, Leslie's mom makes um, what we call a magic bar. Uh, okay, elaborate. But uh, I think other people have called them like Hello Dolly bars or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got uh, graham cracker crust, uh, chocolate, coconut, um, and a few other things, like a, a, a little bit of caramel in there. Mm-hmm. And it is, mm. That's a good way to end it up. Oh, man. We always fight over it. And then my mom has traditionally made toffee. Um, oh, thanks. Ooh, there you go. And, uh, and she makes it from scratch. She makes the caramel and everything herself, and it's... That makes good Christmas presents. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but Brain and I are looking at each other like those make good Christmas presents, Bobby. It yeah. it does, um, but uh, but we do it for family both, size for both uh, both occasions. Oh man, it's I mean why why limit yourself to, to once a year when you That's can do right. it twice a year? That's right. Yeah, Thanksgiving toffee and Christmas toffee. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll take yeah. it. Good. So, what are your top three? Which I, you, you mentioned a lot of things. What do you like? Um, or what are the fe- best things? I would say. For me, the top three things would be the um, the stuffing, mm-hmm. the uh, the the magic bars, and probably the triple turkeys. <laughs> yeah, the the insane amount of turkeys, but um, <laughs> uh, probably the green beans. Okay, it sounds weird, but yeah, so I like it too. It's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a veggie with all that. Yeah, all that uh, starch. I mean, they're still bacon and onion with the green beans, but it's, it's all right. It's still good. Yep. Good. All right. Uh, So for me, 
I like stuffing, but it's not my top three. Mm. Not really the giblets and the gravy type of person. It just kind of weirds me out. Um, so I love just good flavored turkey. Simple as that. Nothing crazy. A little bit of seasoning on the turkey. Uh, if you deep fry it and you like inject it with the Cajun stuff, sign me up. So there's that. Second one would be probably a macaroni. Homemade mm-hmm. macaroni. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a recipe. I, I love it, but I hate to make it because it's like a three-hour process mm-hmm. from start to finish. Everyone in the family loves it now. Mm-hmm. I should have never started it because they're always <laughs> like, hey, are you bringing that? I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, and the recipe calls for like all exotic cheeses. So I have to go to Central Market and spend uh, like 60 yeah. bucks on cheeses. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, there's that. So macaroni. And then third for me is pecan pie. Mm. That's oh, yeah. That's my go-to. Yeah. I'll even eat that at nice restaurants if they oh, have sure. pecan pie. I I can't get enough of homemade pecan pie. Pecan pie is just it's a staple. Yeah. If it's if it's not at one of the holiday feasts, then it's you gotta, I'll leave the party. Yeah. I'll just walk right out the door. There have been times that I'll even go get a store bought one just to make sure that, that a pecan pie is there. <laughs> That's a real sacrifice right there. It is, but you know, pecan pie is one of those things that's so good that even store-bought isn't terrible. No, you just have to have it. I'm not a big pumpkin guy. Yeah. Pumpkin no. pie, like, just yeah. never, it's never been something I fancied. Mm-mm. Pecan pie is such a southern or Texas thing, too. I yeah. know people from other parts of the country that just do not understand it. When I was in Kentucky, I had several friends who hadn't even heard of that. They're like, uh-huh. oh, why would you have a nut pie? Like, right, right. Brother, that is not what it's about. Been missing out in life. Yeah. That filling is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So real estate. We'll talk about this as our last subject. There is some shaking of our industry. I'll use that word. Mm-hmm. It's not really new, like we were talking about off air. Right. Um, but it has come more into the light and been more publicized about the commission structure of real estate agents. And traditionally, prior to this, and I'm going to say the word prior because compliance won't allow us to say it currently. So historically, mm-hmm. here's my disclaimer. Whenever someone would list a property, these sellers would pay for the buyer's side commission and the seller's agent's commission. For example, if you have a million dollar home, 6% would be the listing fee for the listing agent. And if, you know, that listing agent procured their own buyer for their own listing, then they would get 6% because they went and found the buyer as well. Mm-hmm. But if the buyer who purchased the property was represented by a different agent, and that listing agent would give up 3% of its 6% commission to basically give to the buyer's agent to, that brought the deal. Mm-hmm. So the seller would close and the commission would be allocated. And that's that. Then some controversy came to, came out, I don't know, two or three years ago about uh, agents not saying that, you know, the seller pays the buyer's agent commission. So we don't say that anymore. We don't structure the listing agreement to represent that anymore. Yeah, we don't say we work for free. Correct. Yeah. And so 
Um, that was the only new development that came out a couple of years ago. Now, nothing really changed because we as listing agents still charge 6% and we as listing agents still give 3% of our commission to a buyer's agent because they brought us the deal. Mm-hmm. And that's so, across the price ranges. Yeah, it's not exclusive. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all across the board. Mm-hmm. So what has happened this year is a lawsuit, which, again, isn't really a new lawsuit. Right. Uh, that came out and said they awarded, they're going to award, I don't know how many thousands of people uh, who were involved in these, you know, these damages. Uh, I think it's like over a billion dollars. Yeah, I think it's 1.6. 1.6 billion mm-hmm. um, because they were involved in price hikes and uh, because of the sellers having to pay the buyer's agent commission, which two years ago we already said that was never right. supposed to be part of a listing agreement conversation. Yeah. So I think it's healthy for us to take some time that we have left on the podcast to explain what the commission's about, what we do on the backhand side. And when we have a listing agreement or presentation, how do we talk about the commission and what's the seller's involvement in that? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's pause for real estate for a second. Let's just talk about products. When there's a product for sale, no matter what industry you're in, okay, the product is sold for X. The price of that product can go down or up, but that's what the product is sold for. Mm-hmm. Now, there is an appraisal system sometimes attached to that product, or there's a comparable market analysis, which is called a CMA, mm-hmm. or what we uh, abbreviate for comps. Mm-hmm. So whenever we go meet with a seller who wants to sell their home, We bring comps and we look at that data and what homes have sold for, get their average price per square foot. And then we unpack those numbers and look at their current home and see how they compare. Mm -hmm. And from there, we establish a value of what their home is worth and what we think they can sell it for. So that's that conversation. And then a separate conversation that we have later is our commission structure and what we elaborate on and how we explain it to sellers is our real estate commission is 6%. That's what we receive as a team. It's how we provide money for our family, et cetera. When we work for you now out of that 6%, If we bring our own buyer to our own listing, we retain that full 6%, right? So I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm selling a house in Dallas and we also have buyers, you know, in our pocket that are looking to buy homes. And I list a home in Dallas and I go, man, one of my own buyers would actually like this house that I'm fixing to list. So it hits the market and I bring my buyer to that house and he's like, Hey man, I really like your listing. I like this house. Let's put a deal in. So I go back to my seller and say, Hey, 
one of my buyers actually likes your home. Here's their offer. And if my seller likes it, I get the full 6% because I brought the buyer to the table, Mm -hmm. right? Pretty easy to understand. Not very complicated. Yeah. But if one of our own buyers does not like our listing and a agent brings their buyer to the table, I will give up as the listing agent 3% or half of my 6% Mm -hmm. for them. To consummate the deal. I mean, correct. You have to have two sides. Yeah, absolutely. So my agreement with the seller was 6% upfront, upfront, regardless if my own buyer comes or another agent with their buyer comes. Mm -hmm. And that has no bearing on their price of their home. And that was that was agreed upon before, like prior to, to listing, prior to going through that process. Correct. Mm-hmm. See, again, it's me as a listing agent. It's my choice how much I allocate. Yeah, my commission towards the buyer. It is not now, uncommon to see buyer agent commissions being like two percent or two and a half percent on deals. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, but at the end of the day, I have an agreement just between me and the seller to pay me six percent. But I do. I know for a fact, I want my seller to get the best opportunity possible, the highest deal possible, to get their house sold. So I will gladly give up, evenly, and equally half of my income to another agent who brings me a buyer, because I want my client's house to sell. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works. Pretty easy to understand. That is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> This suit that came out, and we had talked about this. I don't know how the listing presentations are uh, from these agents, so all we can do is speculate because we're not present during those. But the the people that came out said, you know, that they were taken advantage of, or that they were having to inflate the ho- the price house, the the the, the price of their home. Because they had to pay the buyer's agent commission, which is completely two separate conversations. Yeah. It's like when you go buy a car, forget that forget that the car prices are high right now, but just in a normal market, right? You don't walk into a dealership and the salesperson never says to you, hey, this car MSRP is for $50,000. However, since my commission is X... <laughs> And I've got to pay this much to my car dealership person. We're going to have to sell it to you for $70,000. Yeah. No, the product is what it is. And the car dealership and the salesperson talk about the commission structure. Mm -hmm. Now, if the buyer of that car walked in with a salesperson from outside the dealership that said, Hey, I'm bringing you this buyer. I work independent as a outside car sales rep. I help represent buyers to find the right cars. Then we go to the dealership that, you know, the car's there. Will you compensate me if I bring you a buyer who will pay X? Uh But when they do that, they're not going to walk in and say, well, since you brought us the buyer, we're going to charge you an extra $20,000 now. No, they're going to say, well, my salesperson makes X amount of dollars. 
So we're going to split the commission between the two of you. Yeah. Since that specific vehicle was sold using two people instead of just one. Right. Mm -hmm. And the MSRP is the MSRP or whatever the advertisement price was, was the advertisement price. Right. Yeah. You're not going to go pay 70 grand for something that's, you know, the MSRP is 50 grand on just because that one group says it's, oh, no, you have to pay this much extra just for this. Yeah. And so another thing that, so this is still in the works. We don't have a full understanding of any of this yet. So right now, different firms and different agents are throwing out ideas. And so one of the ideas that is floating around, this is not a big idea. This is just one of many, was an hourly billable rate. And here's why I and the team is, are not a fan of that. One is I don't want to ever have to have a client feel like when they call me, I have to start billing them like an attorney. And this is mostly for the buyer side. Correct. And nothing wrong with attorneys billing clients by the hourly rate. That's pretty standard practice across the industry. But I don't want them having to ever do that. I want to be at their service to be able to help them any time of the day if they have any questions and be able to be there for them. I would hate that my income now is is depending on billable hours, so I've got to start charging every phone call that people make. Plus, let's say that a buyer is looking for a five hundred thousand dollar home, and three percent of five hundred thousand is fifteen thousand dollars, which is what we would make as a team gross mm-hmm. on that buyer. Well, let's say that we have to start billing them by hour. Let's say the industry adopts this policy well if i've been helping them for i don't know eight months because it might take a while yeah and i have billed them twenty thousand (laughs) dollars well now they've overpaid what i would actually made from their home purchase Mm -hmm. i don't like that yeah because 20 is more than 15 right yeah so and, and you know not to mention that money could be going towards their down payment you mm-hmm. know like we don't we don't want people to have to decide whether hey do i hire a realtor uh and pay them up front for this stuff uh, or pay them hourly and you know hopefully we find something quickly enough that i can afford them and the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. plus if they actually shift gears and this is another idea let's say they legally prohibit sellers listing agents to give up 3% of their six, right? If they prohibit us from doing that and they force the buyer's agents to be compensated from the buyers directly at closing, <laughs> which I, again, am not a fan of. No. Then now that buyer, on top of their down payment that they're bringing to closing and their closing cost have to also bring an additional 3% at closing to pay for our fee. Mm-hmm. And that's amortized over 30 years. I mean, how ridiculous yeah. is that? Think about that. Yeah. That's like having a full credit card and going and buying some fast food. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a healthy way to do business. Right. No, it totally... <clears throat> it, it, it it really it really hurts the buyer side of things, which in turn will turn around and drastically hurt the seller side of things. 
there's clients that I can think about. I mean, I was starting to ponder about these ideas when I was reading these articles. There's clients that I have been with for three years that have not bought something with me. Yeah. Oh, and Wilson's I've never clo- just closed on something. He's been with clients for, for two years. Yeah. I know. And I've never charged them every time they called me. I've never billed them for every time I've gone out and helped them. Pick up the phone. I've never billed them when they needed information on whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I have hundreds of hours dedicated with them on multiple clients. And I just have the faith and trust that someday mm-hmm. we'll end up doing a deal. And that's fine. But I'm always going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And when you change the way we're compensated and you shift the focus back to the buyers, those buyers are, it's going to change the dynamics. Yeah, it is. And I, it, it's hard to imagine a way that it'll change for the better. Yeah. And I think the solution to this, and this is my opinion, is that the listing agents need to be more educated and explain maybe the commission separate from the value of the home and what the comps support as two separate conversations mm-hmm. and unpack it. Agreed. Well, and do it kind of like we do it um, just as our own personal practice. Say, Hey, you know, here's what we think starting off just the value of the houses based on comps. Now, if we were to get this amount, with closing costs, commission, everything. Here's your net. You know, it does. You know, is this net? You know, that that's a pretty big number in mm-hmm. most cases. Is that you know, are you happy with that number? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's do this deal. So, we will keep visiting on this conversation and this topic mm-hmm. as we learn more as things develop. Yeah. But I've always been a huge proponent of taking care of people and that is the first priority Uh not the money i don't want to have the i don't want to be forced to have to bill people for them to use me as a resource to help them in life absolutely yeah that's probably why lawyers kind of have a dirty reputation yeah because they have to do that you know? Yeah, I mean, that's our industry. It just doesn't match the, the billable hours scenario. It just doesn't. No. Yeah. I mean, imagine the clients that are out of state. Right. And they're like, hey, we're not familiar with the area. We want eight hours of your time to show us around. Well, right now, I do that for free mm-hmm. because it's it's the service we offer. I want yeah. to help you become educated in the area. I want to show you around. But imagine if I'm like, hey, eight o'clock, you're going to meet me at my office Friday morning. And the moment you get in my car, you're getting billed X amount per hour. Mm-hmm. They're going to start asking they're gonna, driving so slow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or they're going to be like, Hey, we can't make that many trips because we've already spent $10,000 with you in billables. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're only looking for a $300,000 home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a good scenario. That just sounds bad. No. It's not great. So, Interesting things ahead. Yeah. We'll keep everyone in the public informed. Yep. Yeah. But in the meantime, we'll just keep business as usual. Keep doing what we're doing, providing service to our clients. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's all we can do right now. Kind of like buyers with the interest rates. You still got to move. You still got to buy houses. Just mm-hmm. keep, keep going forward and keep plugging. And our talented lenders, they know how to 
how to get those interest rates down a little bit. It may cost a little money, but they, they know some programs and some ways to, to lower those interest rates. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, guys. That does it for us. I look forward to seeing everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.